Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 61 of Make Money Behave with Maria Casillas. I have about 15 to 20 minutes today before I have to go pick up my little one, so it's going to be a little bit quick and on the fly, but I hope that today's message is one that resonates with you because it is one that is just so important for people to understand and to grasp. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the cost of debt. Now, a lot of people talk about debt as the enemy and, you know, you need to completely avoid debt in order to get ahead in life and so on and so forth. And I believe that there is an argument to be made for that. However, I know that everyone's life, it, it just, it, it's different. Everyone has different circumstances. Everyone has different things that are thrown at them. And so you may or may not be in a position where you have already taken on debt, whether it was on accident due to some sort of unplanned expense or even on purpose because you were taught how to leverage debt and how to use it to your advantage. Whatever your situation is, if you have debt in in your in your big picture, if debt is part of your financial picture right now, I want to talk to you a little bit today about the cost of that debt because the debt itself may not be the thing that is really holding you back. Instead, um, I think it's going to be more along the lines of one of two things. The first thing is either the monthly payments that you have to make. So if you have a certain amount coming into your account every single month, I'm assuming that's from any money that you've made, and then you have a certain amount going out to your expenses and such, if you have too much of that going out specifically to debts that you're having to pay, uh, even if you're just paying the minimum amount, what happens is those debts add up and then they take away from the total amount that you have to play with. So uh, that's the number one reason that debt can be very constraining when it comes to just kind of living out the plan that you have for your money. The second way though is when we are talking about things that are unplanned pieces of that. So it's not just the monthly payment. Instead what we're realizing is that all of a sudden we're running into things like late charges, interest, and fees. Oh my! <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, that sounded too much like the Wizard of Oz with um, you know lions and tigers and bears. So I think I probably will end up naming the podcast that "Late Charges, Interest, and Fees." Oh my! Um, but really, in in all seriousness, that is one of the things, or actually three of the things that people get caught up in. And I know that for myself, even when I know there's debt. So let me just back up. I don't know, I want to say about oh, maybe 10 years now. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe it's been that long. Um, but 10 years ago, when I was in charge of all of the finances in our household, just kind of by accident and default, uh, it just, you know, I, I was the stay-at-home mom, and so, and I'm better with numbers. Uh, not, not that he can't add, my husband can't add or anything like that, but it's just, you know, there are some people that, Numbers are fun for and some people that they're not. And for me, I'm a bit of a nerd that way and they're fun for me and they're not for him. But in that moment, 10 years ago, I can tell you the numbers were not fun because we were not on a plan and things were nothing but chaos. But I digress. Uh, at the time, there were um, 
things that there were systems in place that I had made, but they weren't automatic systems. I have since learned my lesson and much of what I do is now automated, but there, the systems were not super automated back then. So when I needed to go into the hospital for some medical stuff, there were a couple bills that were due, primarily credit card bills that did not get paid as on time at least. And that incurred for each of those that incurred, I think a $35 late fee. And I was so frustrated because that was 35 to $70 that I could have put towards something else, whether it's something that was responsible, like paying down some of that debt or something that was irresponsible, you know, spending $70 on a new pair of shoes or eating out to dinner or whatever. Um, but either way, I tell you what, even if I'm irresponsible with my money, the last place I want to send it is to some random credit card company for them to do what they want or to line their pockets. So that was that was very frustrating for me when I got those those late charges. So there's late charges and then there's fees like annual fees. Um, that's a big one. It's not just the late fees, but the annual one where you just pay that just to have it. There's also overdraft fees. Um, oftentimes those are going to run anywhere from 30 to $45 per fee as well. And not only with the overdraft uh, fee, but you get the fee and then you also receive, um, if you have some sort of overdraft protection, they call it protection, but they're also going to take money from whatever account you use to protect your, your um, overdraft. So if you have your checking account set up with a savings account or a credit card, Oftentimes, the bank will just, without your permission, well, I mean, I suppose you give them permission at the beginning, but uh, at the time of the overdraft, they will pull from your accounts, oftentimes without warning, and say, you know, you are $3 shy of this transaction, so we're going to transfer $100 from your savings account, or we're going to transfer $100 from your uh, credit card, and then we're going to charge you this overdraft fee for that extra, you know, three bucks that you just had. So, um... Anyway, those fees can typically add up quite a bit. And then, of course, there's the idea of interest, which is, by definition, just a, a cost of borrowing money from somebody. So if you have a high interest credit card for, you know, like 20% interest, you're going to, and you have a balance that you're carrying each and every month, you will be paying a decent amount of interest each year on that card. Oftentimes we see interest on our mortgage. That's where even people without consumer debt, they oftentimes will have a mortgage and uh, they just, every month we pay that and we don't even think about the, the interest that we're paying. But one of the things that I learned to ask a long time ago when I was actually applying for loans and what I teach my clients to ask is when they're trying to decide between whether it's an FHA loan or a, a conventional loan or even a 15-year versus a 30-year unconventional loans, I always, always teach them to ask, please show me how much I will pay for this house with interest over the course of these amount of times with these different types of loans because then they can actually compare apples to apples and um, actually see the cost of that house for themselves. Okay, so now that we've talked a little bit about the different ways that debt can actually cost us money, I want to talk just a bit about why it's so stinking important to look at it. The way I want to share that with you is by sharing some actual client data. Now, this individual's name is going to be removed from here, and um, she knows that I'm using her information just as a sample. Um, but I think it's just a really telling 
story about how sometimes we just kind of get into habits and even though logically we know something isn't going to work, we are so comfortable with that thing that we just keep doing it. So here's what happened. She, we were going through one of the courses that I offer and one of the activities that we had to do was for her to just take a look at the last three months worth of transactions that she had made with her account, with her debit account. And at the end of this, at the end of this um, exercise, she came to me and she said very humbly and somewhat seriously, but also tongue in cheek, she said, well, I think I discovered my problem. And I said, well, what's that? And she said, so I think it's overdraft fees. Well, you guys, what happened <laughs> was she kind of knew that she didn't have enough money in her account from day to day. And she started to treat the cash back option kind of like an ATM. So if you're not familiar, you could basically go to any, let's just say Walmart, because that's where she was going. Um, she would go to Walmart and buy a pack of gum. And that pack of gum is 50 cents. But then when she runs her debit card, it gives her the option, would you like cash back? So she would always select yes. And then she knew that the maximum cash back, excuse me, that she could get was $100 per transaction. So she would type in $100 and she would get her $100 in cash and then she would go and about her merry little way. Eventually she would spend that, right, on whatever it is that she was wanting to spend it on. And that could be like electric bills or you know, it could be some shoes. And the idea of what she spent the money on really is not the issue here. So um, so she would do her $100 withdrawal. Well, what happened was if she knew, for example, that she only had $35 in the account, she, that's why she didn't go to the ATM because the ATM would not give her money that she didn't have in there. But this cash back option was going to give her up to $100 per transaction. So she would do that. Now, every single time she did that, she would receive a $35 um, overdraft fee. Now, here's the kicker. Before she came to me, actually, when she first came to me, one of the things that she was very, very proud of was that she did not use any credit cards. So um, I think she just assumed that I would, you know, judge her if she had used credit cards or something. I don't, I don't know. I mean, isn't that interesting? Whenever we go to a coach, whether it's a financial coach or business coach or whatever, we have this preconceived notion of what we should be doing. And then we kind of like are like that good student and say, here are all the things I'm doing well, teacher. Uh, well, that's kind of what she had done. She came to me and she said, I just want to let you know that I... I'm here because I know I need help, but I don't need help in this particular area. And credit cards is that area because I don't have any credit cards. And I congratulated her on that. And and then we, I asked why. Why would you not use credit cards? And uh, it was kind of a trick question, but not really. Um, and she said, well, there is no way that I'm willing to pay 17 to 25% on these credit cards. Those are just ridiculous numbers. And I agreed with her and we moved on until we found out that this was her method of getting cash. Because what I helped her see was that every time she tried to get $100, it was costing her $35. And that, in essence, is a 35% 
interest rate. And that's if she actually gets the full $100, right? Uh, what happened a couple times was she had, let's say, $97 in her checking account. She asked for $100 in cash back, and that $3 overage cost her $35 overdraft fee. So she was actually paying, what is that, like 1,000% or something? Please don't check the math on that. I really don't know. I'm just pulling that number completely out of the air. But she was paying a huge amount of interest on that $3 just so she could have that extra money. And it was her system that was broken. So when I helped her kind of backtrack a little bit, we set up a different system so that she could still receive the money she needed. Uh, she was still spending in all the same areas. I mean, I'm sure we tweaked a few things here and there to help her get on track. But the thing that saved her the most money, the most headache, and the most frustration was just a different system that was put into place. And when she realized that she had traded in a 21% potential interest for a credit card for this at least 35% uh, interest system that she had created on her own, then it was a no-brainer for her to switch up that system. And that's what I want to just drive home for you today, is that no matter what your system is, if it's not working, if something is, if it's, something's off and it's just kind of like a little bit wonky, I want you to consider, is there a different way that I can do this? I don't have to completely overhaul my spending. I don't have to change everything that I do. But if I could tweak just a little, one thing here or there, would that be worth it? Now, I'm going to get back to that question about I don't even know if I asked it out loud, but I know it was in my head. <laughs> so if I didn't ask this out loud earlier in this episode, I'll just say it now. Um, oftentimes people will say to me, okay, so Maria, this lady who you're talking about, she was she was bogged down with stress and anxiety about money and she knew that her systems were screwed up, although she might not have really known it. She knew something was messed up, right? Uh, how on earth did she come up with the money to hire a money coach? Because don't people who need help with money not have money to invest in that kind of thing? And that is such a common perception for people. And I want to just dispel that for you right now. You may be in a position where you truly don't have money to invest in a coach, whether that's with me or anybody else. You may be in that position. And if that's the case, you know what? I get it. I've been there. And there are so many free resources out there that you could work very, very hard and just put all of those pieces together yourself. It might take a little bit longer, but you absolutely can do it. I did it. And I know there are many other people out there who have done it as well. If, however, you don't have the confidence or the discipline to maintain a new system, or if you struggle to even see what that new system would look like, then it might be worth seeing if you might be able to rearrange some of your spending. And what I mean by that is this. If you're already spending hundreds of dollars in late charges, interest, and fees, oh my, uh, then why don't we shift some of that and allow you to change that system a little bit. Instead, maybe invest in a small end program or or if you want to invest in a money coach who can help you just change your mindset altogether, that helps too. But I really believe if you just shift some of those those fees and such into paying someone to help you, 
here's the difference. For a while, it's you're kind of going to feel like, okay, well, I'm either going to line the pockets of the credit cards or I'm going to line the pockets of a coat. That's I guess that's true, but except that if you line the pockets of the credit card and you don't change your system, you're going to be lining their pockets a lot longer than you're going to be lining the pockets of any coach because a coach has an interest in helping you to end the cycle and to change and to pivot and to go a different direction, in which case you will be able to not only pay off all of those debts and then actually be able to keep not just your late fees, your uh, interest fees, and the other annual fees, but you'll actually be able to keep that monthly payment in your pocket every month and then be able to reinvest that. And then you're actually going to move in a direction that's going to help you build wealth. Whereas if you decide, you know what? what? I'm just going to do this completely on my own, not out of necessity, but out of pure stubbornness, then you're probably going to be going at it a lot longer. And it's just going to be a lot, um, I don't know, more frustrating and perhaps a little bit lonelier to get yourself out of the mess that you're in. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you today. I'm going to have to go and get the kids, like I said earlier. But if you have any questions and are interested in learning a little bit more about what working with someone would actually look like, feel free to let me know. I'm, I'm actually in the process of setting up uh, an easy website for you to remember. I promised I was going to do that, but it's not set up yet, so I'm still going to send you to my email, and that is maria at cashinonchange.com. Again, that's maria at cashinonchange.com. And in the subject line, maybe write, um, I need help with systems or, you know, I, hey, you can play around with the, the Wizard of Oz thing and, you know, I don't know, get creative. I might give you a free session just, just for being creative. Anyway, hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.